Hi, I'm Anusha, your friend and host for Daily Bible Podcast. In our previous episode, we went through Luke chapter 5 and we saw how Jesus showed miracles after miracles to the disciples and got people all around to follow him for healing and teaching. Well, today we'll be reading Luke chapter 6. It's a long one. Over here we'll see Jesus selecting out his disciples and teaching words that we can build a life on. Let's go. Luke chapter 6 In charge of the Sabbath On a certain Sabbath, Jesus was walking through a field of ripe grain. His disciples were pulling off heads of grain, rubbing them in their hands to get rid of the calf and eating them. Some Pharisees said, Why are you doing that, breaking the Sabbath rule? But Jesus stood up for them. Have you never read what David and those with him did when they were hungry? How he entered the sanctuary and ate fresh bread off the altar, bread that no one but priests were allowed to eat. He also handed it out to his companions. Then he said, The Son of Man is no slave to the Sabbath. He is in charge. On another Sabbath, he went to the meeting place and thought. There was a man there with a crippled right hand. The religion scholars and Pharisees had their eyes on Jesus to see if he would heal the man, hoping to catch him in a Sabbath violation. He knew what they were up to and spoke to the man with the crippled hand. Get up, stand here before us. And he did. Then Jesus addressed them. Let me ask you something. What kind of action suits the Sabbath best? Doing good or doing evil? Helping people or leaving them helpless? He looked around, looked each one in the eye. He said to the man, Hold out your hand. He held it out. It was as good as new. They were beside themselves with anger and started plotting how they might even get with him. The Twelve Apostles At about the same time, he climbed a mountain to pray. He was there all night in prayer before God. The next day, he summoned his disciples. From them, he selected twelve and designated as apostles. Simon, whom he named Peter, Andrew his brother, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphesus, Simon, called Zealot, Judas, son of James, Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. You're blessed. Coming down from the mountain, with them he stood on a plain surrounded by disciples and was soon joined by a huge congregation from all over Judea and Jerusalem, even from the seaside towns of Tyre and Sidon. They had come both to hear him and to be cured of their diseases. Those disturbed by evil spirits were healed. Everyone was trying to touch him. So much energy surging from him, so many people healed. Then he spoke, You're blessed when you've lost it all. God's kingdom is here for the finding. You're blessed when you're ravenously hungry. 
then you are ready for the messianic meal your blessed when tears flow freely joy comes with the morning count yourself blessed every time someone cuts you down or throws you out every time someone sneers or blackens your name to discredit me what it means is that the truth is too close for comfort that that person is uncomfortable you can be glad when that happens skip the lamp if you like for even though they don't like it i do and all heaven applauds and know that you are in good company my preachers and witnesses have always been treated like this give away your life but it's trouble ahead if you think you have it made what you have is all you'll ever get and it's trouble ahead if you're satisfied with yourself yourself will not satisfy you for long and it's trouble ahead if you think life's all fun and games there's suffering to be met and you're going to meet it there's trouble ahead when you live only for the approval of others saying what flatters them doing what indulges them popularity contests are not true contests look how many scoundrel preachers were approved by your ancestors your task is to be true not popular to you who are ready for the truth i say this love your enemies let them bring out the best in you not the worst when someone gives you a hard time respond with the supple moves of prayer for that person if someone slaps you in the face stand there and take it if someone grabs your shirt gift wrap your best coat and make a present of it if someone takes unfair advantage of you use the occasion to practice the servant life no more payback live generously here is a simple rule of thumb for behavior ask yourself what you want people to do for you then grab the initiative and do it for them if you only love the lovable do you expect a pat on the back run of the mill sellers do that if you only help those who help you do you expect a medal garden variety sellers do that if you only give for what you hope to get out of it do you think that's charity the stingiest of pawn brokers does that i tell you love your enemies help and give without expecting a return you will never i promise regret it live out this god's created identity the way our father lives towards us generously and graciously even when we're at our worst a father is kind you be kind don't pick on people jump on their failures criticize their faults unless of course you want the same treatment don't condemn those who are down that hardens can boomerang if be easy on people you'll find life a lot easier give away your life you'll find life given back not merely given back given back with bonus and blessing giving and not getting is the way generosity begets generosity he quoted a proverb can a blind man guide a blind man 
wouldn't they both end up in the ditch? An apprentice doesn't lecture the master. The point is to be careful who you follow as your teacher. It's easy to see a smudge on your neighbor's face and be oblivious to the ugly sneer on your own. Do you have the nerve to say, let me wash your face for you? When your own face is distorted by contempt, it's this I know better than you mentality again. Playing a holier than thou part instead of just living your own part. Wipe that ugly smear out of your face and you might be a fit to offer a washcloth to your neighbor. Work the words into your life. You won't get warmy apples off a healthy tree, nor good apples off a diseased tree. The health of the apple tells the health of the tree. You must begin with your own life giving life. It's who you are, not what you say and do that counts. Your true being brims over into the true words and deeds. Why are you so polite with me, always saying yes sir and that's right sir, but never doing a thing I tell you. These words I speak to you are not mere additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundation words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who dug deep and laid the foundation of his house on the bedrock. When the river burst its banks and crushed against the house, nothing could shake it. It was built to last. But if you just use my words, in the Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you are like a dumb carpenter who built a house but skipped the foundation. When the Solon River came crashing in, it collapsed like a house of cards. It was a total loss. Thank you for joining me on this journey as we read through the New Testament. Today we read through Luke chapter 6. I don't think there's much I can say about it because everything was really crystal clear. Jesus wants us to follow his teachings and build our life on it. And he says that if we build our lives on it, it's as if we built our house on the bedrock and strong foundations. They will last us a lifetime. But if we don't adhere to his words and live accordingly, we would build our house in the sand and it wouldn't even last. The foundations we missed and the house just collapsed when the storm came. So these are things to consider and to live as you wish. But it's better to live according to the word. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. Thank you again for joining me and stay tuned.